the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so thankful. Thankful, thankful, thankful to be with you today. When, I, when I'm thinking about the message and I'm thinking about what's going on in my personal life and how that equates to the message that's, that the Lord just really wants me to get out there, um, there's so many things coming at us right now, isn't there? But also there's a little bit of appreciation and expectation and thankfulness, at least for me, I'm hoping for you, but to walk into the studio today for the first time where I didn't have to wear a mask. I mean, that was huge to me. I'm like, oh, man, it's like I get to see faces again. I get to see smiles again. I get to, wow, it just is so wonderful. And it's it's just something we never thought we wouldn't be able to do. And all of a sudden, it's gone and, and poof. And then now here we are. And we're able to walk into a, a room and smile and say, hi, how are you? And and that's just such a wonderful thing. And I never realized just how wonderful that was until it wasn't. And isn't that a story? Isn't that a lesson just right there? How many times do we just take things for granted? I know that sometimes um, I'm a water skier and I'll, I'll go out in the boat and I'll ski. And then we put the boat back up on the dock and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to go again. And it ends up that that ski ride was my last ski ride for the season. And that might sound minor, but think about all the things where we meet people or we don't say I love you or we don't give that hug or that just, you know, that special whatever to a person and then we might not see that person again. So we never know when, where we are right now, our present situation, that it might be the last time we are ever at that present situation. And so what does that do to us? If we really consider that and we think about the opportunity or the possibilities of whatever it is or whoever we are with right now, that it possibly could be the last time. If you take that in and you really think about it, would you appreciate it more? Would you, um, I don't know, breathe it in? Maybe it's a food. Maybe it's the last time you're going to taste a food. Would you, I don't know, chew a little longer? You know, if you're going to be with a person and it might be the last time you're ever with that person, would you say something different? Would you act differently? And isn't it amazing how at any given time it could be just that? It could be your last time, the last time that you get to say whatever it is you want to say to that special person. It might be the last time that you could make a wrong or right. It might be the last time that you could say something you've always wanted to say, but you just didn't feel comfortable saying it. The timing was just not right. 
Well, if not now, when? If I just stopped the show right now and ended there, I think the message is so clear that we have to be in the present and appreciate the moment you have. Appreciate the present. Yeah, we can think about what we're going to say. We can think about what we're going to do. We can think about that memo we're supposed to write. We can do all those things. Sure, we can. But what about what's happening right here, right now? I'm talking to me just as much as I'm talking to you right now. Because so many times the busyness of life just gets in the way of the important things. So I'm going to read from Jesus Calling. A special friend, Catherine, gave me this book so long ago. It's getting so ripped up and whatever. But that's, that's a sign of usage. It's a sign of really just devouring it and digesting it day by day and week by week. It's such a wonderful book. And I just recently had read the foreword uh, and got an understanding of how the Lord was working in her life when she actually put these words on paper. And it's, it really just makes me appreciate all the more how much this is the Lord's words um, speaking to each and every one of us. And here's what it is for today. Rejoice and be thankful. As you walk with me through this day, practice trusting and thanking me all along the way. Trust is the channel through which my peace flows into you. Thankfulness lifts you up above your circumstances. I do my greatest works through people with grateful, trusting hearts. Rather than planning and evaluating, practice trusting and thanking me continually. This is the Lord speaking to you. This is a paradigm shift that will revolutionize your life. Being thankful is so big. Rejoice. Be anxious for nothing. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Philippians 4.4, 4, it's one of my favorite verses. And then right after that, it says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. I just had a meeting with one of my younger employees today, and she gets anxious easy. And she said to me today, as we were having our conversation, um, you know, discussing responsibilities and discussing who does what in our office and who do I go to for what and all of those things. And I just said that I was thankful to her. And she says, oh, sometimes I just feel so broken. And my heart just hurt to hear her say that. But then the next thing she said was, I'm getting better. And I was happy to hear her say, I'm getting better. Because that's where truth comes in is we could be, I think we all are broken. We are broken people. We come from pain. We come from dysfunction. And we all are broken. But the Lord has healed us in Jesus' precious name. And as long as we understand that and receive it, for me, it puts a smile on my face. It doesn't change what has happened, but the outcome is so much more pretty and beautiful. Because of what I've been through, I can understand and relate to people on a different level. And so can you. We all have a story. You realize that, right? You have a story. And sometimes we keep our story close to us and we don't reveal it and let others in. And what I have found is I could have done that my whole life. But what I found was is when I opened up and became vulnerable and transparent and, as people tell me, real, what happens is is I give people the freedom to open up to me 
and for me to be able to be right with them with the Lord's love. And it opens up doors of hopefully the bondage to be broken, those ball and chains and the bondage that's keeping people from feeling the freedom that they can feel when they understand that God has forgiven us of whatever we've done. And we don't have to live where we were. We can be new. The sun comes up new every morning. And when I wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you're new every morning. It's a beautiful thing. Psalm 95 one says, come, let us sing for joy in the Lord. Let us shout aloud to rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. You know, he doesn't care how you sound when you sing. You might say, oh, nobody wants to hear me sing kind of like nobody wants my cooking. But you know what? The Lord here is beautiful. It's beautiful to him. No matter what you sound like. Those who know your name will trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 910. Are you seeking him? Are you seeking him? He is faithful. He is faithful and he will come through. His promises are forever. I was having dinner with my son last night. We we stayed late last night at the at Ecola Termite Pest Control. And during our time, I said, let me take you to dinner. And he says, okay. So we went to sushi because we don't go there very often. And because of COVID and everything, it's, it's just been really difficult. And so we got to go and not wear a mask and eat sushi together. And, and it was wonderful. And we had a very nice conversation. It was just so wonderful to just be there and, and to talk with him. And we, we talked about many things. And we just both were present for each other. And that's a beautiful thing, to be present with each other. And I really just appreciated the moment. And I was so thankful for that moment. And I was telling him about three things that I pray for all the time is, and thank the Lord for, pray and thank the Lord for his promises, his provision, and his protection, the PRs. I I just, um, his promises are forever. He says he will protect us and his provision. He's there and he's going to take care of us and he's there for you. But he won't just force himself on you. He is waiting for you to reach up and reach out. He is waiting for you to ask for his help to seek and knock. And when you do that, he's there right there. And that's a beautiful thing. So no matter where you are in your life, no matter where you are in your walk, no matter where you are on your understanding of the Bible and scriptures and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, and all of these other things that come at us, you know, the Lord will reveal those things one at a time. And the more open you are to receive, the better you're going to feel. I was talking to someone about forgiveness the other day, and forgiveness is amazing. And the hardest thing to do is to forgive yourself. For me, that was the hardest thing for me. I can forgive others much easier than I can forgive myself. And we really need to have the freedom to forgive ourselves because the Lord has sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be washed clean, white as snow, and start each day in purity. So we don't have to beat ourselves up. It's not going to help anyone, especially it doesn't help you. And the Lord has a purpose for your life. Do you realize that? He has a purpose for your life. And I don't know about you, but um, I definitely want to live out that purpose. And the Sue Free Show, which is what you're listening to, Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, is about the pursuit of passion, 
purpose, and connection. I found this little book, and this little book is Charles Stanley. It's called In Touch, and some of you might be aware of it. It's a little pamphlet, and I guess it's one for each month because this one has um, the month that it is for, and then it has per day, so it gives you something for each day, and we all need that, I I, I think, uh, just to build us up. So, you know, people start January, and they say, I've got all these New Year's resolutions, and they say that, you know, 85% of them get they go off track within the first month, within 30 days. So why don't we just begin again every day? You know, let's make the new morning the new beginning. And let's start fresh every morning. We have this nighttime where we lay our head down and hopefully say a prayer to the Lord of thankfulness and, you know, just whatever is heavy on our hearts or things that are just joyful on our hearts. And then we go to sleep, hopefully pretty quickly. Don't want to toss and turn too long, but we get to sleep and, and the Lord works in our sleep. You know, it's like he can work out details in our sleep and it could be through dream or it could be just a new aha moment in our sleep. We wake up and we brush our teeth and all of a sudden we have this amazing idea. This happens to me all the time. It's like brushing my teeth. I should brush my teeth more often, I think, because maybe I'll have even more great ideas, but they're not my ideas. They're the Lord's ideas. But he helps work through them with me when I'm sleeping because I can have all the noise quieted down to where he can actually work out the details. So if we were going to start new and have a new beginning every morning, here's something that was brought up. And it says, are we looking out for opportunities? See, if we're really in touch, what are we in touch with, which is the topic of today? In touch about what? In touch for what? Are we in touch? Now the Lord says to love thy God with all thy heart, heart, soul, mind, and body. And then number two is to love thy, thy neighbor as thyself. So that is being in touch, I would think, is that that's on the forefront. That's on the beginning of our minds is to bring more people to the understanding of who Christ is and how Christ can help these people with their purpose and explain the purpose that they were created for so that they can have a meaning when things get tough and you feel like, why, Lord, why am I even here? I know I did that when I was 15, 16 years old. I cried out to God and I said, what am I here for, God? Why am I here? It's got to be more than what I'm doing. There's got to be more to life than this. And boy, is there ever life more than what I knew then to what I know now, being a mom, being uh, an entrepreneur, being a show host, a radio show host, a TV host, a YouTube person, social media, a dancer, skier, and most importantly, a mom, and now a grandmother. I mean, how awesome is my life. Was it always so awesome? Parts of it. Parts of it were lessons to be learned. You know, God makes messages out of messes. Did you know that? He makes messages out of messes. And boy, did I have a lot of those. And you're probably smiling right now saying, yeah, me too. And that's okay. That's the beauty of it. So looking out for opportunities is being in touch. How about thinking biblically? Cultivating a rich prayer life. Is that being in touch? Learning how to live obediently. Learning how to live obediently. Waiting on God's timing. That's a tough one. It's tough, but it's not tough. 
depends on where your head's at. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does that mean to you to follow Jesus? We might think it was easier for the disciples to follow Jesus than it is for us today. What do you think? Do you think it is? After all, they were able to experience his physical presence and learn from his example, whereas we can't touch, see, or hear him the way they could. But Christ made provision for his work to continue after he left this earth. He promised the disciples a helper who would never leave them, a helper who would actually live within with within them. John fourteen sixteen seventeen. Today we too follow Jesus by hearing and heeding his indwelling Holy Spirit. In fact, there's no better way to get personal guidance. As Jesus did for his disciples, the Spirit guides us each step of the way and teaches us the truths of God. But his work goes beyond that. The Holy Spirit transforms us from the inside out and enables us to serve and obey the Lord. He helps us discover God's will for our life and shows how to walk in his path. All we have to do is follow. An essential requirement for following Jesus is sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice. And the more yielded we are to his guidance, the sharper our spiritual hearing will become. This is so important, and I have to tell you, I'm living this right now. I have a large decision to make, and I'm putting extra pressure on it because I'm thinking I have to I have to decide what I'm doing two years from now, three years from now. With the decision I'm making now, not knowing what my future holds, that's really a difficult task. And then I'm asking the Lord to just reveal to me, which direction do you want me to go? Do you want me to go to the left, to the right, or centered down the middle? And I'm waiting and waiting for his voice or waiting for a sign or waiting for something. So what does it mean to follow Jesus is to trust him and in his timing, he will make what it is he needs to make known, known. Now, what an important message that is in this world that we're living in right now, isn't it? Because we don't understand. I know I don't. I don't understand what's happening I don't understand the division. I don't understand the politics. I don't understand government decisions. I really don't, and I think most of us don't really understand it. There's definitely different points of opinion and different places of um, facts and truth. And But where is the truth, and where is it really? And everybody is choosing to believe what they want to believe. And they think that they're right. Don't they? Everybody thinks they're right and the other side is ignorant. And it really puts, you know, they say don't, you know, don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own. It really kind of does that. Is that we have to focus on what we know to be true, not just what we've heard. Let's gather the facts. Is it true? Is it going to help us? Is it going to build us up or tear us down? What are we doing here right now with our life? And where do we put our hope and our trust and our faith? For me, you know, I could talk about politics. I have a platform where I could do that. But do you know the Lord said to me, he said, you know, I want you to focus on their salvation. I want you to focus on their, their life and their hearts. 
and healing, the healing of whatever they've been through in their lives. Let's focus on those things. Let's focus on them understanding who I am. And then, you know, everything else will take care of itself. But your focus, Sue, is, and your purpose is not to talk politics. Your focus is to talk about him, me, the Lord, and bring him, the Lord, into light so that you can understand. You know, there was a time when I didn't understand who I was, and I definitely did not understand who he was. And it wasn't until he opened up the door for me to go to a place where I could get the intense healing that I needed from my childhood. And people said, well, you know, how can you share that? Aren't you embarrassed? And I said, no. It was the biggest gift the Lord could have given me, and only the Lord could have done it. The timing of everything and everything was just so amazing that there is no way someone could... um, I mean, if they've been through and seen what I've seen and experienced what I've seen, because the Lord revealed these things to me, there is no way someone could tell me that what I have experienced and what I know is not true. I mean, there's just no way. I am sold out because I've seen too much to not be. And to me, I feel so blessed, so fortunate and honored that the Lord placed that in front of me so I could experience him in the most amazing way. And the reason I bring that up is because that same God that I've come to know, that same Jesus that has healed me and forgiven me and giving me new hope and new life, that's the same Jesus that I'm trying to share with you so that you can experience these things too. And I'm hoping that you connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go there and just tell me what's going on. Tell me how the Holy Spirit worked dur- during the show. Tell me what happened. Sometimes I get a visual. You know, I'll see somebody driving or I'll see somebody in the bathroom even. I'll see somebody somewhere. And um, I, I actually can emotionally feel what they're feeling, what you're feeling. Maybe it's you. It's just this present overwhelming, um, emotion. And I get choked up because I'm feeling it with you. I'm not, it's not me. It's you. And the Lord feels so much more and grander and stronger. And he is the one that is just begging and wanting and desiring you to choose him. He gives us freedom of choice for a reason. He wants you. Thank you for uh, listening to the first part of the show, and we'll be right back right after this break break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. 
New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pass Control Service, for sponsoring this show. I'm so thankful to be a part of uh, Ecola. I just celebrated with Ecola 21 years um, of uh, being part of Ecola. I can't believe 21 years has passed, and I've learned so much. I've learned so much um, about a lot of things. Uh, people, you know, everyone is different. But really, we all bleed the same. And everybody has a heart and has a soul and has feelings. And everyone has a pocketbook and wanting to make sure they can, you know, feed their family and put gas in their car. And everybody wants to be understood and valued. You know, I think we're, everybody, we're different. God made us different, but he also made us very much the same. And if we can meet people on that level, it's really a wonderful thing. So uh, I'm going to read again from Charles Stanley on In Touch, because I think we've kind of been out of touch, I think. And sometimes being in touch hurts. It's kind of scary sometimes, isn't it? But it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be in touch, in touch with others and in touch with ourselves. Like, what's happening right now? Why did I respond that way? What was that knee-jerk reaction? What's the emotion I'm feeling right now? You know, I feel sometimes that people don't even know how to put a word on a feeling. And sometimes it's figuring that out, like, what am I feeling right now? I know going to your counseling, they said, you don't want to say you, you want to say I'm feeling like this when this happens. Then it's not a you you statement, right? This is for married couples and people that are having struggles with communication. It's that if you say you always, you never, don't say that. Okay, you want to say, when you do that, this is how I feel. And then you're taking the pressure and taking the finger off. You're saying, I'm feeling this when you do that. Then it's up to the other person to acknowledge that. 
and say, I had no idea, or yeah, that's exactly how you want, I wanted you to feel, which is normally not the answer. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like just learning how to present in a manner which it's, you have a heart, you have feelings, I have a heart, I have feelings, and sometimes our past gets in the way, or sometimes it causes things to be more ignited and more um, volatile than maybe the other person's like, well, why, why did you get so worked up over that? And then when we find out the reason behind it, it might make more sense as to why that person gets so upset about that, that button you're pushing and stop putting that, pushing that button. So, so yeah, that's uh, just a little snippet. And, um, you're listening to the Sue Freeze show, the Sue Freeze show, Sue Freeze spelt like fries, one word.com. And it, there is a website that goes with that. And I would love for you to go there. Just remember Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me, would you? You know, this radio show has been going on for 13 years. I am like in amazement over that. And if somebody would have told me 14 years ago that I was going to be on a radio show and it was going to be called your name and it was going to be about this and you were going to be on for 13 years and how no, I don't know how long, how much longer the Lord's going to want me to be here. But if somebody would have told me that, I would have said that is so out of my wheelhouse. That is not something that I feel I'm prepared for. And here, yet here I am. So pretty amazing, isn't it? The Lord does what he does and we just have to be open to what he wants to do. So I want you to take a a moment to imagine a doorway. Okay, now if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're not driving and you're in a safe place where you could just take a deep breath and you can pull away from your computer or wherever you are and you can just take a moment to imagine a doorway. Perhaps you envision the entrance to be a cozy cabin or maybe you picture a massive entryway fit for a palace. Regardless of how the image looks in your mind's eye, what it symbolizes is an opportunity. An opportunity. God offers each of us a life worth living, though sometimes that means trusting him and stepping into the unknown, which is where I'm at right now, stepping in the unknown, a place that I've never been, don't know how to handle it. I keep saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And I keep telling myself, I got to quit saying that because I got to start knowing what I'm doing. So if I keep saying that, that's not going to work. So now I say I'm waiting on God. And that's okay. I can I can live there for a while and be okay with it. I hope you understand the words, how how powerful our words are. They're very powerful. I learned that a long time ago. God offers each of us a life worth living, though sometimes that means trusting him and stepping into the unknown. When we encounter such a door, we don't have to be afraid, but can walk through it with confidence. Knowing that if our Heavenly Father is involved, he has a plan for us once we're on the other side. Did somebody need to hear that? Is there a doorway and you're not sure? Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Look it up. Jeremiah 29, 11. Once more, he himself goes before us to prepare the way. 29, 11 is some about uh, the plans I have for you to prosper you, not to harm you all the days of your life. Something like that. That's, I, I don't have the scripture, but that's what I remember of the scripture. 
This year, be on the lookout for the doors of opportunity God puts before you. And remember, they very well may not be where you expect. Just like the radio show, not what I expected. He has a way of using unlikely situations or people, after all. And then he put Hebrews 13.1.2. I don't know what that is, but I'm hoping you look it up. I'd like to know what that scripture is. So be listening for him to direct you and commit to living with your heart and spiritual eyes wide open. Did you hear that? Be listening for him to direct you. I'm hearing me say this right now because I need to hear this. And commit to living with your heart and spiritual eyes wide open. So the question is, how can you become more sensitive to the many opportunities God will place in your life this year? Do you have an answer for that? What is it you personally can do to prepare you to be more sensitive to the opportunity? How many of us want opportunities? How many are seeking opportunities right now? When I look at our world right now, I think there is a lot of opportunities right now. No matter where you're coming from, no matter where you've been, there are a lot of opportunities. But are we open to them? And are we willing to take that step of faith? See, I'm, I am right now treading into a path of unknowns for me. There are things that are available, opportunities that I see. I am a calculated risk taker. I'm not a gambler. I I don't like gambling. But, you know, when you own a business, there's risk. When uh, you get on a motorcycle, I ride motorcycles. When you get on a motorcycle, there's risk. People say, ah, you walk across the street. It's risk. You get in a car. There's risk. Yes, there is. But to calculate the risk, like how much risk is this? And am I willing to step down that road? And how much am I trusting Lord in this? These are questions I ask myself. And maybe it's something that you could ask yourself. God will place in your life this year opportunities. And the question is, is how are you going to prepare or become more sensitive to what he's opening up for you? Okay, for me, prayer. For me, living a righteous life, doing what God wants me to do, walking in the light, walking in his presence. Uh, you have to know what his presence is. You have to know what his word is. In order to to go that direction, you have to know what his word is, the scriptures. So um, he is saying, prepare and be open to opportunity. I would like to think that everybody listening to the show today is um, wanting or striving to be better today than they were yesterday. I would like to believe that every person is not completely convinced that they've got it all together and everything is perfect. Because I'd like to say that it's not. (laughs) We might think it is, and for a moment, it could be. There could be a glimmer of, oh my gosh, this is the most, don't pinch me. Don't wake me up right now, it's just too perfect. And I get that. But that perfect might not last for a very long time. And the Lord might have another plan for you and another purpose for you. And he's, he's probably preparing you for that. 
So the church is one body made of all believers in heaven and on earth. There are many denominations and approaches to theology, but Christians are united by a common message, mission, and motive. Are you ready for what they are? Message. There are three parts of the church's primary belief. First, man is sinful and unable to alleviate the penalty of sin. Next, Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay our debt, was buried and rose again and ascended to heaven. Third, everyone will someday stand before God. You will stand before God and give an account for you, for your life, for his or her life, for your life. You will give an account for your life. At that time, believers will take responsibility for what they did with the truth they knew, but unbelievers will answer for their rejection of Jesus Christ. I know what side I'd like to be on. And then there's mission. The church is also united by its goal to spread the gospel around the world and teach new believers how to grow in faith. Are you helping people grow in faith? Are you one of the new believers and you just want to know how to find scriptures in the Bible? You want to know how to find those scriptures that are going to go along with whatever it is you're having come your way. Because there's scripture that will help you. I used to be in a group. Um, the Kaveen group and a great group of people, entrepreneurs, business people with a lot of responsibilities on their shoulders. Um, you know, there's no one other than the Lord and people that are like-minded, um, to talk over whatever it is, decisions you need to make or problems that you're enduring. Um, and during this time of this group, part of the things we do is we had a time to lay it all out there of what the problem is and, in all the details and uh, we could ask questions, but not go to solution because we are solution minded, but we couldn't go to solution. We could just ask more identifying questions of the issue. And then we would look up scripture that would go along with whatever it is we were dealing with. And that was an interesting uh, thing to do. It was an interesting program to do that because it, it really opened up our eyes to things that maybe we hadn't seen before. So understanding the word and going to the word and getting truth and promises from his word was very helpful in figuring out the solution and understanding the problem, really, truly understanding the problem. Sometimes in our marriages, we don't understand the true problem. It's like everything becomes heated. Everything becomes just touchy, really, really touchy. And no matter where you go, it seems like you're not going to get anywhere because you're opening up or pushing that button and, and things just get out of control really quick. And I know marriages that happens, but when you have the Lord in the center of your marriage, we both know husband and wife know they have somewhere to go. Um, and they need to work out their part in the details. And, uh, you know, that scripture that I talked about on part one, I didn't say the scripture, but it's Psalm 139. It says, search me and know me, O God. If there's an evil way, pluck it out. Um, It's one of my favorite verses because I feel like I'm having to have pluck out every day. I mean, maybe every hour, but search me and know me, O God. And if there's any way in me that it's not to your liking, I want you to show it, reveal it to me so that I can work through it and get it out of there. And because I want to be more like him, I want to be like Jesus more and more every day. And the only way you can do that is by knowing who he is and who you are in him. 
I'm just going to segue right now is that my website, suefreezebeltlikefriesmore.com. When you go there, there are different buttons and there's a lot of podcasts there that you can listen to at your leisure. There are topics and there's guests on there. But there's also the IMs. Now, I have to tell you that the IMs, if you download the free, yes, I said free, free IMs is three pages. You'll have to pay for the print and the paper. Uh, but you print those out and you read them every morning and every night till they become part of you. You get them in there. I am victorious. I'm an ambassador to Christ. I am forgiven. I am, I am, I am, I am. Because Jesus says, I am. And he says, you are. And so when you take this in and say, I am forgiven. I am an ambassador to Christ. When you start saying these things, it builds up this empowerment inside of you and a new understanding of who you are. Who you are in his eyes. Because he's got a much better, more beautiful picture than anyone on this earth could ever have. And, you know, I want to see people through his eyes, not my eyes. I want to feel his heart, not my heart. And we, if we ask that and we desire that, he brings that in and he will give us. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find and knock and the door shall be opened to you. Okay, so the last one is motive. The church's motive is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and to glorify God the Father. This should be the driving force behind everything a body of believers sets out to do. Everything behind everything we do. Like I said, uh, me being on this radio show, that's what I'm doing. Am I not? This should be the driving force behind everything the body of believers sets out to do is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and to glorify God the Father. And I believe that I'm doing this on this show by helping people understand who they are and who he is. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Church is not a place where we go to hide from the world. Our mission is to spread the gospel to glorify God. There will be varying levels of opposition and persecution, but we stand together as one body and persevere. Persevere. I love that word. Persevere. Are we called to persevere in this time, a time like this? You know, it builds character. The more things we go through, the more we're going to be able to endure. You realize that because the Lord is developing us in the darkness. It's like the film that you know, develops better in the darkness. So do we. It's in those times where we have to reach up and we have to reach out that God does his best work. Just amazing. And I know the times where I've been in fetal position in the shower, crying out to God about my marriage. And I just said, tell me what to do and I'll do it. But sometimes he's saying, be still and do nothing. Be still and know that I am God. That's what he's telling you to do, to be still and know that I am God. Okay, you're God. But you gave me a brain. You gave me a heart. You gave me hands and feet. You don't want me to do anything? You don't want me to do anything? And sometimes he wants us to just be still. And that's the hardest thing, was the hardest thing for me to do, is to sit and do nothing because he made me a doer. I'm a doer. Just tell me what to do, right? Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And sometimes he doesn't want us to do it. He wants us just to be. And I think that's the message is to be in touch. Be in touch with the moment. Be in touch with who you are. Be in touch with God. Be ready. Be ready to receive what he has for you so that you can do his work. I 
I had an interview yesterday, and I wanted to bring this up because it was just a beautiful time. I had an interview yesterday from a gentleman in Santa Maria. Now, Santa Maria is a three-hour drive to my office to take an interview. And after our conversation, I said, I know it's a distance for you. And he's, you know, a dad, and he's got four children and a wife, and one's a baby. And uh, I said, I know it's a lot, but I really want you to see our operation. I want you to see our, the building, the main building, the corporate headquarters, where the trucks are and the call center is and where all our wonderful people are and the boards on the walls that show the jobs that are going down and just, you know, all the things that go on with this company. I want, I want you to be a part of it and I want you to see it. I want you to experience it, the wholeness of it. I want you to be in touch in the present with what is going on here. Because it's kind of exciting. I'll stand in the middle of the parking lot with 25 trucks at one office. We have six offices. But 25 trucks with the graphics on it, just beautiful. And I just stand in awe of what God has done. I stand in awe of going, wow, this is pretty big. And it's crazy to me. And did I know way back in 1980 that I graduated from FITM and all of a sudden I'm going to get involved with the bug business. So I went from fashion to bugs. And did I know then that I would be where I am right now? Would you say that was opportunity? Would you say that God had an opportunity for Sue Freeze? And then the radio show. And writing books because I had an accident and I couldn't walk. So all I could do was sit and be still. I had to be still so I could heal. Now there's a message. I had to be still so I could heal. I couldn't put weight on my leg. I had a million different cracks and tin pins and a plate in my leg. And I had to let that set. I had to let the bone grow around and strengthen and get all back together again, like Humpty Dumpty. I had to let that happen. And during that time, I'm like, what do I do? I'm a doer and I have to sit here and watch my leg heal. That was tough. So I wrote a book and it's called Learning to Breathe. And that title has so much more than just, uh, well, it's about asthma. It's about my son. It's about the journey that the two of us had and have. Um, about learning about it and learning about chemicals and how they can trigger asthma and and not be a good thing. So I was on a mission to learn about the triggers and I was on a mission to learn since I was in this pest control business. Is there another way to get this problem solved other than the traditional way? And then found a company and uh, the rest is history. Um, it's pretty amazing. So if you're needing termite or pest control or insulation or rodent control, please call Ecola Termite Pest Control, and we'll be happy to take care of you. The book that I mentioned is called Learning to Breathe. It's a book I wrote during this time. And the reason I brought all this up is that, you know, I started in 1981, I believe, and I answered the phone at a pest control uh, office, got pregnant right away, had to quit my other job. So I just kept on doing this and learning what the questions were and learning about computer entry and phone etiquette and, um, you know, different people and routing and all of these things that I learned so that I would be prepared for the next assignment, which is to purchase 
an alternative treatment, traditional treatment company and uh, doing advertising and radio, um, learning that and doing being a SAG holder. I am a SAG card because I did commercials, 21 commercials, I think, to be exact, uh, being on TV with American Bandstand and doing these commercials. It all was to teach me how to be in front of the camera to teach me how to do the pest control business, to be on the radio, and then my journey of learning about the Lord and learning who I am and how he forgave me for things that I did, things that others did to me, me learning how to forgive others and to forgive myself. I mean, I'm telling you a summary in really quick time, but I'm just telling you all those things, and that's opportunity, and we all have them. Are we ready? Are we ready? Be ready. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week, Sue Free Show out for today. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 